0: You're listening to the Garage Rock Show podcast at thegaragerockshow.com. It's Friday, and we are here in the Garage Rock Show podcast studios. Chris here, as well as Dahlia.
1: What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? And
0: special guest Charles. How's it going, man? Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> Boom.
1: I, I don't think uh, Charles should be like noted as a special guest he anymore. A special he's guest. a staple now. He's special
0: he's and you know, he's a guest. I know. I am special, and <laughs> <laughs> I am a guest. But he is He's working his way like to be being being yeah. special. definite staple <laughs> of the show. <laughs> you can call me special guest just when I come to your door. <laughs> hey, special guest. All right, so in the rock world this week, some of the headlines we're going to be talking about, Gibson guitar manufacturer files for bankruptcy, Aww. Metallica going to be playing Austin City Limits Festival for the first time, Ghost announcing its first arena dates, Nine Inch Nails' Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross composing an original theme for a new Showtime documentary, Mysterious Guns N' Roses billboard Deluxe version of new A Perfect Circle LP Foo Fighters fan get married During the band set Seattle Hotel opens Pearl Jam Suite And DJ producer Avicii committed suicide With broken glass crazy stuff, so let's dive right in with Gibson. Uh, Gibson Guitar files for bankruptcy. Uh, They just announced it this week on Tuesday. It's filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and working on refocusing, reorganizing, and restructuring by shedding some of its side businesses, concentrating on its original mission of selling musical instruments. The whole thing was they got caught up apparently with a bunch of technology companies, didn't do so well, lost a bunch of money, and now they're basically saying uh, the uh, these non-core brands that these companies has shed in an effort to lessen its massive debt include an audio and home entertainment business that Gibson acquired for $135 million from multinational tech firm Philips in 2014. Uh, so basically, it just didn't work out for them. It took them, a so. risk. Yeah, and it didn't pay off. Yep. And now they're going to focus on guitars, which is a good thing, right? They're going back to what Gibson got famous well, for in the Gibson first place. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes sense. I mean, this probably happens to companies all the time
2: and we don't see it you know we don't a lot yeah people they they take a risk on new technology and it just kind of you know just kind of falters out it just fails
0: yep and
1: they really are catering to like a niche group who like need or want a gibson guitar because if you want a gibson guitar you're gonna pay 1500 dollars. oh yeah easily and you can get basically the same sound from a two hundred dollar guitar. Well, Depends Gibson starts around eight
0: hundred. Oh, to be fair, uh, okay, all, they're, Gibson they're not all fifteen hundred. But
1: if you're good enough, you can you can get that same sound from a two hundred dollar knockoff brand.
2: Right, and, an and, Epico, and I have to
0: agree
1: there.
2: Or... I have to agree because I have had some knockoff guitars sound beautiful. Yeah, and I bought some like very expensive guitars. And they just weren't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like after a couple of hours, the action was off. It didn't sound as great. Yep. No, I had one guitar for like 10 years. And it was like a just like a
0: really cheap guitar that I bought from like Kmart or something. And it mm-hmm. was beautiful. Right. Yeah. It depends. It just depends. Uh, and uh, also, Gibson is not only the one in uh, kind of some financial trouble. Fender is also in debt. And leading instrument retailer, Guitar Center, is barely surviving. People are saying guitar centers are going to eventually be a thing of the past. Yeah. I mean, you see that happening with a lot of electronic music being popular now and nobody's really going out and buying drum sets and um, things like that. But, I mean, the drum industry seems to be... Yeah. Doing, we don't hear Ludwig or uh, Pearl or any of these companies filing for bankruptcy. So, yeah.
2: well, have you noticed like whenever you see like bands perform on like SNL or Jimmy Kimmel or whatever, they have a like, live setup. They, they've got a live setup. Sometimes they don't have guitarists, but they always have a drummer.
0: Like right. even hip hop, yeah. like even in hip hop and, and rap, bass, they have a drummer at least a for, bass. at least a bass guitarist, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I hear you on that. So I don't think that stuff's any, ever gonna die. Uh, the, but I guess restructuring. You know, you take a risk yep. on technology and. That's what that's what happened before. And
1: maybe so. it's like... Um, maybe it's like a, a telling of what's in our future. Like gu- guitar sounds, you can get them off of a keyboard. You can... Mm-hmm. Theoretically. Yeah, you can stream it through. They,
0: they, they're pretty obvious to the ear, though, as a fake sound. They they have nowhere near perfected, like, the, uh, you know, fake instrumentation. Yeah,
1: but with bass and drums, like, you need that. Like, that's the backbone of every band is bass and drums. And you know when it's an artificial drum sound or uh, or a real live drum sound. There's totally, totally different. This was the argument yeah.
0: in the 80s, to be fair, though. I oh. mean, this is the same thing when drum machines came out in the 80s and everybody's oh, like, yeah. oh, this is the end of of drums no and they had all these it's drums not with, the same you know, huh?
1: a drum machine is not the same like you can tell uh, it's just I don't know sometimes with a drum machine it kind of sounds like you're hearing like tin can or I don't know I don't sure
0: know. no I it's know. very obvious that you're listening to a drum machine right um, alright so moving on speaking of drum machines Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have composed Made the name. original theme <laughs> for the opening title sequence of a new Showtime documentary called The Fourth Estate. It's a four-part series that, quote, examines the inner workings of the New York Times during President Donald J. Trump's first year in office, according to the press release. The Fourth Estate premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival this past weekend and hit Showtime on May 27th, 7.30 p.m. later this month. I like that. Yeah, I, sounds kind of cool. Every time Trent Reznor teams up with
2: anybody to make a soundtrack. You know it's going to be a good a worthwhile good. endeavor, right? Yeah. And I remember I always
0: love hearing his music, too. It's yeah. always creepy and cool and yeah. the atmospheric and stuff. Remember Seven? Like, the, the yeah. opening to
2: the movie Seven? You're like, what's in the box? What's in
1: the box?
2: What's in the
0: box? The Facebook movie, he did the soundtrack for the Facebook movie. That turned out really well. Like, he's just he's good at it. All right. So, moving on. Metallica. Going to be playing the Austin City Limits Festival for the first time in their career. Uh, this is actually a pretty cool lineup uh, we were talking about. It. There's a lot of uh, interesting artists on here, including Paul McCartney, Metallica, Childish Gambino, Arctic yes. Monkeys, Travis Scott, Odessa, The National, along with uh, David Byrne from The Talking Heads. It's kind of cool. Nice. Uh, Deftones, Churches, Father John Misty. I mean, it kind of goes on and on. Greta Van Fleet. They're they're already up there on Oh, the, yeah. Towards the top of the bills, which is uh, crazy. They're above the breeders, which is like a legendary group. And then you've got somebody like... Um, Shaky Graves coming out of nowhere that's above the breeders on the bill, which is kind of crazy to think <laughs> about. But uh, that One. one's going on in Austin and first time ever that oh, Metallica yeah. is going to be there. So, And and I think Metallica, it was recently that they played um, Outside Lands Festival uh, in San Francisco. For the yeah. first time? Yeah, well, it was the first time they ever played there, too. And it seems like they're doing that, uh, just kind of playing festivals just because they're Metallica. like They're a big enough yeah. artist, right? They it's made almost like money. a prince or a uh, Aussie yeah. that you could just go around and oh yeah I'll just play this festival you know mm-hmm. well
1: and it seems too like with the music festival they're smart the music festival scene because you don't have to like have your own a whole production doing your own tour yep you can just show up let them know what you want done and it's like part of their what they're getting paid for
2: basically yeah and
0: they don't have to pay, they don't have to play for three yep. hours nope and you know, then they just festival. walk
1: off stage and mm-hmm. done
0: yep. Uh, speaking of Metallica, pledging to help uh, this radio personality shed weight, this was kind of an interesting story. This Aww. big guy, Big J of Boise Station, uh, who weighs around 424 pounds, he's chronicled his battle with the scale on social media. Uh, he uh, two months he contacted uh, Metallica's management, and then two months later they hit him up, made a video. Drummer's Lars Ulrich says in the clip, "Big J, we wish you the very best of luck. Become a smaller J." Uh, he was diagnosed with huh. binge eating disorder, and he's going to take Ooh. an over-the-counter drug called human cryonic cryoronic, cryoronic, gon dope, Gonotropin. Yes. Gonotropin. Uh, mm-hmm. So he has taken the drug also in the past. my nickname in high school, <laughs> and lost more than 200 pounds in the past with that drug.
2: So, so apparently, that's,
0: uh, that's a that's a a good drug to use no. for weight loss. No, no, no. People people <laughs> it's take over-the-counter.
2: They take HDD and they just they just bounce right back. They it helps you lose weight like crazy, and I know this because I have family members who used it. Uh-huh. And it just as soon as they like as soon as they Why stop can't taking they keep it, it's it like it's just difficult. It's like anytime you take any pills or anything like that to do like a fast weight loss plan, yeah, if they'll just bounce back. Now this guy may keep it off, but what I'm gonna propose is. I'm about half that weight right now. I'm about 2'12", 2, 2'13". 2, I'm going to propose... You're tall, too. Well, I'm going to propose that Metallica come play in Merced, California. <laughs> if good. I lose 17 pounds, which I need to oh, lose... Oh, that's
0: great. ...in order to be <laughs> fit and very do attractive. That. They'll definitely do that. Well, yeah.
1: he clearly took the drug in the past. He lost 200 pounds. He gained it right back.
0: Yep. Yeah, because like he's already a 424. To where, so yeah, he's that's at the point to
1: where like you have to cut him out of his own home.
0: This seems like a publicity stunt, but still Metallica oh, participating like, it.
2: Like Gilbert Graves' mom.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like Gilbert Graves' mom. Yeah, no. It's
0: a good thing. Hey, way to go, Lars. You son of a bitch. All right. I don't know. <laughs> So, uh, Guns N' Roses coming up. Uh, We we know that tomorrow, or uh, tonight at midnight, actually. Well, actually, we record this on Thursday night. So, tonight at midnight, Friday morning, you guys will already have the news. But apparently, it's been leaked. I'll let you know right now. The details about Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction box set leaked early. Some Guns N' Roses fan discovered an unboxing video on YouTube, which has since been taken down. It has 73 tracks spread over four CDs and seven records. The original album has been remastered and will be on CD and two LPs in the box. There's also 1986's Live Like a Suicide EP, a second EP containing B-sides from the era, 25 unreleased songs from the band's 18 1986 mm. Sound City Sessions, and two unreleased tracks from their sessions with producer Mike Klink. It's due out June 29th. Uh, everybody thought that it was going to be uh, an original reunion lineup featuring uh, Steven Adler. And Steven Adler was kind of in the dark. He said in a new interview, He's like, I know nothing about this possible reunion about the band's original lineup. He says he's ready to go and he wants to play, but uh, well, all he look needs like is uh, just a little
2: patience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Steven Adler can hack it, to be honest, uh, yeah. these days. But
1: um, And now I'm reading that and they have like a hashtag and I just have like a little. Side note, I digress. When did hashtag become hashtag? I, I know, know it as a pound sign.
2: It is a pound sign. It hashtag is a pound
1: sign. Like, social
2: media, it just went crazy. It took off like crazy. Where does
1: crazy. that come from? Hashtag? Like, what does that even... I, I,
2: I don't only, know what that means. The only appreciation I have for a hashtag is the Jimmy um, the Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake skits where they're like hashtag of everything. When I see it on, on Facebook and somebody's got like a paragraph of hashtags... It just looks like a bunch of garbly gook. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Right? Way to go, Guns and Roses.
1: Yeah.
2: Way to, you know what? They discovered hashtags. You know what? Screw those guys.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think so. That's C- fake news. It is fake news. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Seattle Hotel opens a Pearl Jam suite. The Edgewater and Hotel, which already has a Beatles uh, themed suite is now taking booking for its Pearl Jam Suite uh, hotel partner with the band and their fan club to put together the new accommodations. According to the website, it includes industrial grunge-inspired designs. So what does that mean? Like, uh Christ. Flannels. Yeah, flannel flannel curtains. <laughs> now we're looking at the picture yeah, there. It doesn't looking look very grungy. Image. It looks It, really it, nice, it actually
1: right? looks fabulous. It
0: looks hip. I love it. I'd love to stay there. Authentic I band posters. Well. Uh, record player the suite in the back. has a record player. All the band's albums on vinyl.
1: The curtains that they have there look like the red curtain that you would yeah. pull on a theater. Plus see? a guitar
0: yeah. and amplifier in case the next Eddie Vedder stays there and gets the urge to jam. It's got an um, old
1: school record player, yeah. like the big. Uh, wooden case yeah. record players where you open the top and then you can oh, put yeah. records on the side and the front sides are actually speakers.
2: Yeah, it's kind Remember, of cool. Was it was it the video for Evenflow where where Eddie Vedder starts uh, climbing on the side of the? Yes, like he gets a, Yeah, they should have like a little
0: Eddie Vedder and the like crawling on the <laughs> side of the, the wall, wall like that'd that. Be pretty clever. That <laughs> would be awesome. Hilarious. He's also got a uh, festival coming up that's actually taking place later this uh, year. That he organizes with surfer Kelly Slater, and it takes place oh, at made-up name uh, Doheny mm-hmm. State Beach Point in Dana Point, California, uh, featuring the Yeah Yeah Yes Mumford and Sons, Beck, Nora Jones, Liz Fair, Young the Giant. Uh, so those those tickets just went on sale actually uh, today. Head banging at that concert, so it's a Ohana Fest. Check that out if you guys are interested in that. That's real chill. That's chill music right there. Yeah, that's chill rock. Real chill
2: progressive rock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rage Against the Machine drummer recalls this Pearl Jam audition, a new thing was interviewed, uh, Brad Wilk uh, revealed that uh, he didn't know, uh, well a lot of people didn't know this, uh, revealed on a podcast that he auditioned for Pearl Jam in 1991 before the band's Mm. debut album 10 was released and uh, he said, quote, they go to England to mix 10, which Tim Palmer was doing I get a call from Eddie and he said quote, we just lost our drummer, I'd love for you to come up and meet everybody, I'm going to send you a tape of the songs he will continue. I'm like, I'm like shitting my pants. I've never been out of the country. I've got, I got, I get to go get my passport. I'm listening to the songs. I'm super young, 23 years old, and thinking this is my break. This is my time. Mm-hmm. I go to Europe and we play together. Me and Eddie have this history and we're bonding over in Europe. But the others, I'm just the new guy. Mm. And then he says, uh, "Long story short, I go there. I just don't click musically. Mostly with Jeff, who is an incredible bass player, awesome guy, and in this." is a classic case. It doesn't matter how good you are. Chemistry is everything. It just wasn't clicking. I just wasn't the guy. Mm-hmm. He said I'm he stayed so with the band for about a week until finally heading back home. Uh, he founded uh, Rage Against the Machine later that year in 1991. It's just kind of crazy to think about the history of that. Right? Yeah, I'm so glad it took a turn that way because, I mean,
2: maybe there wouldn't be a Rage Against the Machine if it was Yeah, it wasn't probably would have yeah. maybe
0: not happened, you know? Yeah. That's it's kind of, so, yeah. Good, kind good of a job, trip. buddy. Um... We'll get to the Avicii thing here in a minute, but the uh, deluxe version of a new Perfect Circle LP features the first hologram album. The deluxe box set of this new album, Eat the Elephant, features a version that is billed as the first hologram LP it's a 58-minute hologram which unfolds through the eyes of a young girl over a 12 song arc album. <laughs> that is so cool. Reveals itself when fans place the prism on their smartphones and enter a special what? code.
1: Oh cool. That's Charles, so it's dope. like that wine that wine you introduced us to. Yeah, 19 Crimes.
0: Yeah, 19 uh, yeah, you crimes. just
1: hold your, you have the app, you hold your phone up to it and it tells like a cool story. Heck it's the yeah. same technology. That's I love so cool. it. i am yeah, so all too. about it.
0: All right. Well, but are you guys
2: going to get it? Are you going to get it? Please get it.
1: Well of course we're gonna get it. Okay,
2: well, good. You guys can it's download
1: a, it on the website. LP. Wait, wait. We got to our, oh wait what? Well, it's not an but LP. you have to get oh, the deluxe box was, set
0: though, right? Uh, it's billed set.
1: as the first hologram LP. Right.
0: The box set can be ordered via a perfect circle online store. Okay. Uh, so, so you gotta you gotta pay like probably a pretty penny for it Yeah. It's it's well, I don't know about pretty penny, but yeah, you gotta
2: pay. Something pretty good for it. All pennies are pretty.
0: Cool. Uh, so here's the thing, though. The um, uh, somebody wrote it was an interesting comment because the album, apparently Maynard has wrote this album about hating technology dependency. A lot of the songs are about that. Right? Yeah. And so then, <laughs> now they're releasing new technology dependent on a smartphone. To be able to listen to the album, so isn't it kind of Maynard contradicting yeah. himself there? In a, yeah, in a way. but yeah. Maynard is really quick to say that he
2: never said he wasn't like a hypocrite. Like he's
0: very like oh, he's yeah. very open with that stuff. He's oh, just yeah, like, sure.
2: Whatever. It's it was cool. I liked it, so I did it. Yeah. I wanted to make wine, so I did it. Yeah.
0: Uh, Foo Fighters fan gets married during the band set uh, a recent okay. show at the Starplex Arena. Here, I'm gonna click this video. Apparently, um, <laughs> they they got married during the song mm-hmm. uh they they had the venue staff help them out they actually had the venue staff person sitting there with a flashlight dope reading the nuptials it was a legal event awesome and uh yeah they they kind of sat there uh while the song was going on there's people around them they're just sitting there, and this lady uh, just uh, kind of does the nuptials. Let's see if I can Hey, I bet bring how much... it up and see it.
2: How much you want to bet that's happened to Power Surge like once, and we don't know about it right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's actually happened to him at some point at some concert. <laughs> Probably, and
0: he doesn't even remember it himself, <laughs> I would think. Uh, let's oh, yeah, see I if...
2: got married. We're with Radiohead. Little
1: do we know.
2: With Arizona in uh, 2006, I
0: guess. Okay, so here we Sergio go. Sergio
1: has no idea he's uh, illegally married to multiple women. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> okay, so check it out. Here's the video. These are the people uh, getting married. Cool. Aw, they're a young show. couple. Yeah, so they look like about 20 years old. They're oh. like shouting,
2: Now do you take him to be your lovely <laughs> wedded woman? Oh, I was kind of hoping they were doing it like on stage. No, they did it in the crowd. That's pretty cool. Oh, look at them. What's really exciting about the story is just two days shortly after, they uh, get divorced at an Ozzy Osbourne concert. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Little known fact. Little known fact. Little known fact. This union only lasted a couple of days. All right, so that was pretty cool. So, but that was that was interesting. Interesting awesome. way of getting, uh, doing your nuptials and yeah. stuff.
1: Way to go, kids. All doing right, ever long. Way to
0: go. So, uh, on this day in rock and roll history trivia. Okay. On this day in 1970, later memorialized in the Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young Song, Ohio, the United States National Guard fires on protesters at Kent State University in Ohio, killing four students, two of whom weren't even protesting at all. This shameful event in American history leads to the formation of what band? two members of this band are both on campus and horrified by the events which leads them to form a band what, mm. what band was it was it A. Kansas B. Devo or C. Sticks what do you think Devo,
2: they they didn't come out with Whippet, you know,
0: like... Right, this I'm is right just, uh, this is when they were high school students, so this is not necessarily...
1: I'm actually going with Devo.
0: Or, I'm excuse me, uh, college students. Really? Young, young college students.
1: I am, I don't know, it just, it's...
2: It's like out of place, so it might be yeah. Just, yeah, Kansas,
1: Sticks, I'm like trying to picture like those guys in those bands, they seem like...
2: I'm gonna go with Kansas just because okay. I feel like... Um, I feel like Kansas sounds like a name of somebody who would, you know, like the a band that they'd be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Kansas and Devo. Uh, let's see here. It is B. Devo. Oh. No. Wow. Jerry Casale forms no. the band Devo with Mark Mothersbow, or Mothersbow. Made of me.
2: Who works in the
0: art <laughs> department at Kent State <laughs> University. Their ideology is informed by the shooting Devo stands for De Evolution. No way. The concept that humankind is regressing. They embrace the absurd wearing hazmat suits on stage and moving in robotic choreography. On the surface, it's a quirky new wave fun, but their songs and visual elements get at the pathology that leads to the horrors like the one Cassale witnessed. They build a fervent fan base. We all know they kind of like blew up on MTV with Whippet. Mm-hmm. Another student at Kent State University during the shootings is a freshman named Chrissy Hind. She drops out of school. She becomes a waitress for a while and then heads to England where she forms the Pretenders. Oh. Interesting.
2: She was also
0: there during that shooting. Many songs are inspired by this incident, including the 1970 Genesis track, The Knife. Whoa. The 1972 Joe yes. Walsh song, Turn to Stone. And in the "Yes" song, "Long Distance Runaround," John Anderson th- sings about the uh, event in one of the second verses. So. Wow! Oh. A lot of history oh, wow. behind I that. heard of
2: that Well, the... that until
1: now, I yeah. didn't
2: know that Genesis was out in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? that's
0: crazy. Yeah, they were late 60s. Um, all right, so new tunes this week tomorrow. Make sure you guys tune in uh, to the Garage Rock Show on the Bear 105.7 FM. You can tune in on uh, the Bears website, 105.7Bear.com. Click on the Listen Live link. 1660 AM as well Uh, and check it out we're going to be featuring new stuff from Mastodon The Interrupters Sleep Pennywise Flasher Tokyo Police Club Speedy Ortiz Mm Pedal Doug DeLuca Turbo Negro Ash Middle Kids Matt Costa Fourth Wanderers and more nice so tune in for that and uh, let's move on to briefly uh, some stuff around the world Movie News Hot Corner or excuse me Movie News Corner Hot Topics and Headlines Around the World Uh, One Small Space uh, Step for Space Tourism Jeff Bezos successfully completed its eighth launch test on Sunday. <laughs> it sent the rocket faster than ever, a bit more than 62 miles. It's significant because it passes through the accepted boundary between Earth's atmosphere and outer space. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so check this out. I got this little video here. Oh, no way. You get a video? Uh, you know, he is like Jeff Bezos' biggest
2: enemy right now. Yeah, right?
1: I don't. I, I'm not familiar with this story, so I'm kind of intrigued. Alright, so check Jeff it out. Bezos. Oh, what? what does he do? I'm sorry. How dare you? He's I, the founder of Amazon. Amazon. Oh, he's
0: the founder of Amazon.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the Amazon founder? I'm so out of the loop, you guys. I'm
0: it's okay. It's pathetic. No, That's okay. That's what this show it. does is uh even gets the Bring hosts up to speed. Ask
1: me yeah. an HR question, like Bring I got here. You, you. you wanna talk right. about civil rights? I got that. Yep.
0: Check it out. So this is the video here of the of the rocket.
1: This is like live video? Nice.
0: No, this was recorded over the weekend.
1: But it's it's real time.
2: Yeah, and the main objective yes. by Jeff Bezos is to prove that the Earth is flat. <laughs> mm. Come on, joking? Charles. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm super gullible, oh, yeah. Charles. Joking, yeah.
0: joking, oh, joking. Know that. I was
1: watching like uh, uh, Ancient Aliens, and there are some theorists that still believe that the Earth is flat. Like, oh no, they t- it's a movie. Look right at now.
0: it come back it's down and, and land safely. See how this rocket? Whoa, goes Look at how down. slow. Whoa. And it comes down and lands safely. Listeners, wow. please go see this. This is crazy <laughs> how this rocket lands. Jeff Bezos, uh, founder of Amazon, it's on his uh, official Twitter page, so ben you guys Trump Trump can. So again. did he
1: create that?
0: Yeah, he's part of it. I mean, it's just like Elon Musk. You know, uh, they build their own rockets and they're exploring. Wasn't space there travel.
1: like a rocket that went up like recently in the last year that? Oh, yeah. failed.
2: No. No, I don't know. Maybe there was a rocket that just went up uh, recently that was like one of the most kind of successful and powerful
0: rockets, and Elon Musk was behind that, and he sent his car into space with it. Let's not talk about speculative uh, stories that we don't have uh, information on. All
1: right, fair enough.
2: I really like that word, though.
0: All right. Mm -hmm. Businesses dropping marijuana drug tests for job applicants. A number of businesses are dropping marijuana from the drug tests they require of job applicants because it's keeping out too many potential employees at a time when it's tougher to fill jobs than it has been in nearly 20 years. The change also comes amid growing acceptance of marijuana, several states legalizing it, 29 states in total. However, most businesses that no longer test for marijuana still test for cocaine, opiates, heroin, other drugs, as they should. AP reports that companies in labor-intensive industries such as hotels, home health care providers, and for warehouse and assembly jobs are most likely to end marijuana testing. Mm -hmm. But businesses that contract with the government that are regulated, such as air travel, or that have safety concerns involving machinery, continue to test for marijuana. Not necessarily government jobs. So what do you guys think about that? Well, we were just talking about that. Mm. It's it's just, it's what's happening.
2: It's it's very hard um, to move on it's very hard to move on with this like if you're still testing for marijuana and you are still in, and you still have like a blanket like policy going on and you got people who have like medical cards and people who may do it like during the weekend or may hate may take like an edible for 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 cancer or for arthritis or for a sleep disorder or something like that and then they're getting kind of like you know they may be overly qualified for a job that they're trying to get, and they might just do this kind of, you know, on the weekend for pain or whatever. They're kind of, uh, you know, it's they can, they can definitely push some litigation for that, and companies don't want to face that. They don't want to go right. do that. It's unnecessary.
1: It is unnecessary. Now that there are 29 states who have legalized it, it's
0: more than half. However,
1: mm-hmm. like in your work, like alcohol is legal in yeah. the United States, right? But there's still reasonable suspicion. Yes. You can, yeah,
0: somebody um, should have to work drunk, and procedures mm-hmm. right? Or but, I mean, high. just testing in general as part of a job re- application re- job. process. Yeah. That's yeah. what yeah. we're talking about here, not on so, the job.
1: No, yep. yeah, definitely. So,
0: well, yeah.
2: Imagine, oh, and imagine if you're a company and like somebody comes your way and they are just, I mean, spot on, just. Intelligent, driven, like everything you want an employee, and uh, and and they can't come on because they didn't pass the test for right doing for for maybe uh, taking an edible to go to sleep mm-hmm. at a decent time. It like happened to me at a young sort. age.
0: I'm not ashamed to admit it. I I was trying to apply for a job when it was Singular Wireless. You remember Singular mm-hmm. uh, before AT&T uh, took over that. Anyway, and it was a good paying job and all of that. And uh, I was uh, you know working at another job at the time. And he's like, yeah, come in and apply. And I applied and everything. And then he's like, "All right, we just need to do this drug test. You want to go down there today?" And it kind of just threw me what? off, and I was like, "Okay, you know, I didn't want to say no, you know, right?" And yeah, sure However, enough, I failed it, but yeah, and you on- failed it for opiates and cocaine, <laughs> <dollar>. <laughs> <laughs> little known fact. That,
2: we all yeah, know. but fake news, and it, exactly.
1: Fake news. Well, on that same <laughs> token, like you can pass a drug screen if you have a prescription for. Vicodin and yeah, opioids. which is crazy, mm-hmm. right? Fentanyl, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. But you'll pass a drug screen for those things, right? Yeah.
0: And I think it's uh, I think people are starting to wake up and see that. that Good. That, that I hope that this this is an encouraging uh, report. That, uh, that I think that people are starting to see that. You know, it's one thing to be high on anything when you're at work, but mm-hmm. whatever you do in the privacy of your own home or in your personal life, as long as it doesn't affect your job, and it's something. That like marijuana, which doesn't have any deaths or anything behind it, yep. I think it's something that people should start accepting. Reasonable yes. suspicion.
1: So, so exactly, so long as you're not taking those drugs while you're at work. Exactly. Because if you're in an uh, industrial field and you're on a forklift and you're high, uh, treat marijuana, it like alcohol. alcohol. Mm-hmm. The
0: whole thing, it doesn't matter. Fentanyl, whatever it is. You don't, be, yeah, you don't is. be doing it at work. Fentanyl. That,
1: that. Yes. Fentanyl. <laughs>
0: Mega Netmo. merger in the works, folks. In a deal announced yesterday, T-Mobile and Sprint Ooh. said they're going to merge into one mega company that's, that's going to reduce, reduce the number of U.S. wireless company carriers to three. The others are Verizon and AT&T. If this is approved by federal regulators, the company will have 127 million customers.
2: Regulators! Wow.
1: Well, you know, and I think um, it'll huge. probably be better for all of those companies because there's we have satellites orbiting Earth. So now they can... Merge and just have
2: satellites will none. merge and become
0: like Voltron. <laughs> well, into one. Well, well, well you what know, you're the, doing is you're taking four competitors,
1: yeah, and, you're, and you're they'll, narrowing
0: it down to three. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Here's just, that doesn't work out for anybody. Oh, Here's way. where people will oh, be I, very I, upset sorry, about that. I'm sorry, I read that.
1: that incorrectly. I thought they were all merging.
2: Well, when you into when you one. have when you have companies. Like this, that start kind of uh, when they start merging and it, and then they start monopolizing and stuff like that, and then they become like the the mega uh, conglomerates. And you've got like the kind of like the the independent companies that are trying to like, you know, start like maybe a, a wireless company or there. I mean, they just get pushed completely out. You're right. But. This also, you know, this also is a big deal. Like it just, it's kind of bound to happen. It's
0: That's, not only I agree you know, with you on the, the small job thing, but I also think it's about wage and or um, uh, fees and stuff. There, if they are able to consolidate into one or two businesses that provide one service, they're going to dictate to us how much they want from us and we're going to be at the mercy of them because that's my problem is instead of four now there's three there was competition now there's not mm-hmm. and it keeps narrowing down so there's no competition at all and yeah. there's only one left and standing. there
1: might be like t-mobile at&t verizon that's going to be just amazon
2: yeah <laughs> i know yeah no ultimately it's going to be steve jobs he's yeah. going to resurrect jo- <laughs> yeah. he's going to come back and zombie jobs Form and Voltron, you could come back to
1: Voltron.
0: <laughs> uh, some sad news about Bill Cosby. Uh, we all know that he was convicted this week.
1: How was that sad news?
0: Sad news for the women. Sad news, just the whole situation around that this person was able to get away with it for so long. Hell yeah! And that this has taken this long to get to this. The whole well, yes, situation sad is sad news. The I mean, it's great sad news, news that he's going to prison Sad news yes. for the women that, that had to wait needs. so long Just in this whole thing in general I mean, this oh, should okay. have been done 20 30 years ago I think you sad news that a, he yeah. was being no, convicted No, not at all well, His
2: deposition that got don't wanna, convicted was from I 2006
0: I don't want to take relish or joy in anyone's conviction Or, or you know, being punished I'm not trying to say that either but it is a good thing that justice was served eventually. It is. It's just sad that it took this long is my point. Uh, So anyway, this other guy, Harrison Snyder, this juror, said he had no regrets or doubts about his decision, but he wasn't convinced right away. Like you would think this is an open shut kind of thing. When uh, Bill Cosby himself admitted to giving these quaaludes to women Mm -hmm. young women in order to have sex with him Snyder told ABC's Good Morning America he started out uh, unsure if if they were going to convict him he said hearing from his accuser Andrea Constand and five other accusers helped change his mind And he said, quote, if you hadn't heard and you just had her word, would that have mattered to you? Asked ABC News reporter Lindsay Davis. And he said, quote, I don't think so because in the deposition, he stated he gave these drugs to other women. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's really necessary or uh, I don't think it really necessarily mattered that these other five women were here because he said it himself. That he Uh, used these drugs on other women. So, I mean. He said it himself, right? No more pudding pops for Bill Cosby. Well, he'll be getting a
2: pudding pop in oh, prison. He will. <laughs> um, so we we, we were going to go back to the Avicii thing. Oh, yes. Right, Avicii. Yeah, but, but, I mean, you don't have to scroll up if you don't want to because, I mean, I, we heard that he killed himself with the broken glass shards of a wine bottle and mm-hmm. that's and that to me do you guys remember how elliot smith killed himself in the 90s
0: uh, i don't remember no. this didn't he hang
2: himself no he stabbed himself in the heart with oh, a dagger
0: right and he's
2: like basically so the emo. forefront of the emo movement yeah and he stabbed himself in the in the heart with a dagger oh and then when it didn't do the job the first time he pulled out the dagger and stabbed himself again oh, so total emo uh, to- totally crazy. But this Ceviche guy, I mean, he was probably, you know, like Elliot Smith, probably high on heroin or something like that when Wouldn't it happened. you though. have
1: to be? Like, oh, you think God. you're like, oh, I'm, either I'm going to survive this or. Yeah.
2: I mean, oh. it's just the cra- it's the craziest thing. These guys killed themselves in, in crazy ways.
0: He um, says the report says he has battled substance abuse problems for many years. His family previously released a statement alluding to suicide. They said, "Quote: He really struggled with thoughts about meaning, life, happiness. He could not go on any longer. He wanted to find peace. He's only 28 years old. He was one of the highest-paid musicians a couple years back, getting like something like 80 or 90 million dollars for the year. Uh, going around the world doing these DJ sets. I mean, what 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 kind of demons could he have had? That oh, man. I mean, how could he feel that bad that he just couldn't go on? That I just can't keep." Doing this, Like I, I can't keep going and playing these shows and I know it's crazy. Found well, the dream, you know. Get, yeah,
1: well yeah, that's too. And once you get so addicted to those drugs and your body's like codependent on them, like you can't function without them. And then you come to a certain point in realization if you don't seek help, you're gonna feel that way. And you're yeah. just like, you know what, I'm never gonna get out of this. I you
2: know. So you know who you need to talk to right now? Uh Yeezy.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Well, yes. That's right. Well, he
0: has to talk to Edie right now. Speaking of that, uh, we might as well just go uh, to that story here. Kanye West is holding up in Wyoming, apparently. Uh, after a spate of bad publicity, he's leaving L.A. for Wyoming. Sources tell the outlet that he flew out Wednesday for a secluded <laughs> home in Wyoming on a mountaintop. Oh, he's reportedly Kanye. putting finishing touches on five albums and plans to camp out there for several weeks. Sources also say that West is not bothered by the fallout from his TMZ Live interview, in which he seemed to imply that slavery was a choice. If you guys haven't seen that interview, I oh, recommend you do. It's pretty wild. His next album is set to drop May 25th. Uh, so,
2: you know, Herman Kane actually agreed with Kanye. Oh, and yeah. He's, yeah. And he and he came out agreeing with Kanye, saying that it was like uh, that he was talking about slavery as like a emotional, more of an emotional slavery. After 400 years, like slavery, it was a choice for you to be mental slave slavery. In your, is what he yeah. Said. And, and that mental state. And the, the thing is, is that he doesn't really effectively make that argument in that TMZ interview. He just kind of blurts out that slavery was a choice after after 400 years. Sounds like a choice. It's just, to me, this sounds really weird that he's going to some random mountaintop in Wyoming. It sounds like rehab. Doesn't it sound like yeah, rehab? Yeah. Code 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 name for rehab?
0: The whole thing, that whole thing with, uh, what was it, Dragonfire? Dragonfire. You know, it reminded me of Tiger's Blood with Charlie Sheen. Oh, Remember yeah. when Charlie Sheen was having that meltdown? Winning. He was winning. Winning, winning. Cha- yeah. Tiger Blood, you know, yeah. saying all this crazy shit off the wall stuff. Yeah. He was all coked out of his mind. He was on drugs. He oh, was yeah. uh, dealing with depression. He was dealing with everything. and. To me, this Kanye West thing kind of sounds the same. Mm -hmm. It's his downfall. Very similar. You need to have
2: the same speech with him, Misty that you just had like five MG. albums i mean uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. five albums sounds completely ridiculous too like he yeah. could seems like he could barely do one album and he doesn't even tour or he leaves the shows early and stuff yeah. how the hell, the hell, the hell is he doing five albums i yeah. just don't understand that he's gonna have one song that just just goes ah! yeah That's it's stupid. just that thing the whole
2: song he stupid.
1: just needs to stop like he needs to hit the gym yeah. enjoy his three children that he's had
2: he got liposuction Yeah, he was hooked on opiates because of liposuction. He admitted to it. He said that he had liposuction and then... Became hooked on opiates after right. the liposuction. And
1: that's the thing. That's what it does to you.
2: Yeah, screws you up.
1: Ah, so never take opiates if you're listening. Don't take opiates, Sometimes even it's if your not a doctor prescribes that's them. That's the thing.
2: That's just what I was about to say. Figure
1: so. something else out.
2: We'll yeah. seek a more
0: natural remedy like crack yeah. cocaine. <laughs> oh, no. Or uh, please have don't do that. Some romaine <laughs> <do>. lettuce, because <laughs> I do not
1: support that message. <laughs> that's
0: what's been going on in California. Here, is there's is a huge E. Coli outbreak oh, from yeah. romaine lettuce. So don't, oh, don't. Oh, great. Eat any romaine lettuce? No, don't didn't say that. Didn't
1: we just buy some? No, like a week ago. No, no we did that Those was green,
2: no, green leaf. No, don't it say that, romaine. Chris. Because okay, so check this out. I have a friend who um who does um he does uh, uh he's uh, like a. Uh, Health food, he does, like, a whole health food thing, and he knows people in the health food industry and organics industry, and he's saying that his, like, friends that, like, grow romaine lettuce are, like, really hurting right now, and they, like, go through all the sanitization and all, like, the good stuff to make sure that they're delivering good product, Sure, but, like, this whole, like, kind of don't eat romaine lettuce, like, thing, they're like, no, 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 don't do that, just... Just wash it really good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> when you get it. Wash it. Yeah, I well, mean, we're not saying not to not only that. support that, but I mean, and it, also it, uh, look, it, at exactly. look at where you get it from. Exactly, that's yeah.
1: exactly what I was. The just outbreak going to is say.
0: tied to the romaine lettuce grown in Yuma, Arizona. Here's the deal: they provide most of the romaine sold in the U.S. during the winter. Anyone else who's doing a small farm, that's fine. I mean, we try and do that whenever we can. Well, but.
1: look at it this way as well: from the farm, it's going to your table. What are the steps that have to take place in order for it go, for it to be farm to table? Yeah. it's somebody's picking it up mm-hmm. on a on a truck in whatever crates, and then those crates are then emptied out mm-hmm. at a grocery store where someone just had the flu or has E. coli, and they're putting that on mm-hmm. your table or on the on the uh, tables where you're purchasing it. It's not like where it's being manufactured from. Yeah. Like you said, wash it really well because it's not like where it's coming from. You just need to be aware and have oh, yeah. that heightened sense of awareness with anything you buy. Does it have to be lettuce? Your tomatoes. You know, how many people touch those tomatoes before you bought them? Oh,
2: God. I don't even want to think about it. It's well, like a what do, you bill. do when
1: you What do you do when you go to the store? You squeeze the tomatoes. You're feeling the yeah. tomatoes. You want the best tomatoes. Where were those hands?
2: That's true. Right. So, what you do to test? the Tomatoes is you to just go take a good long lick of the hands of the saper or the, the supermarket employee. I don't know, I'm, I'm
0: I'm I, I yeah. agree with you, Dahlia, but I highly doubt that 121 people in 25 states forgot to wash their lettuce. It's not, I, I don't think that's as simple as that.
1: What was in that truck that they were shipped on?
0: Well, we don't know, to Dra- to dragon case. fire
1: exactly. You yeah. exactly. <laughs> have no
0: idea. Uh, but a person died County from West it, albums. and 52 yeah. people have been hospitalized. <laughs> so it's definitely something to, to pay attention to. But definitely. Uh, speaking of farms, living near a farm, something good about it could help prevent allergies. Some people don't think about living in the Central Valley. Uh, but a uh, new university, Utrecht University, researched uh, surveyed a surveyed group of 2,500 adults ages 20 to 72. It was a Dutch survey found that nearly 30% of adults had allergies of some kind. Then they looked at how close participants' homes were to any livestock farm. The data revealed that participants who lived within a 1,000 feet of livestock were 26% less likely to have allergies compared to those who lived farther away. Hmm. So the the study is basically if you're raised around it, yeah. you're not going to have allergy problems.
1: Uh, I don't know I if I agree. With that. Uh, I mean, well, I don't know. I have allergy problems. I was raised on a farm like my whole entire life. Yeah. Do you really have
0: allergy problems though? I mean, Um, I gotta say, yeah, I do. Living with you, I don't really notice a whole lot of it.
1: You don't, but my nose is always like running. Anytime there's like a dust allergen, like it drives my senses like absolutely crazy.
2: You know what? I I, the, the only like I'm I've heard this before, but the only reason why I'm skeptical is because a lot of people say also that like if you're allergic to cats, then be like around cats all the time, and you no longer be allergic to cats. Mm. Or like they'll say, OK, well, if you if you like if you place yourself real close to whatever you're allergic to, like after a, after a while, it used to be kind of like building
1: building build immunity to it.
2: Exactly. But for me, like I I've lived in the valley for much of my life and I had such bad allergies. I had to get shots in both of my arms for like five years. Yeah. And I've struggled with allergies for like, you know, and I had to call in sick for work mm-hmm. with allergies. And, like, I've never gotten
0: accustomed to Central
2: Valley, like, allergies. It's just, and I live right in the midst of it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that
0: feel that way, too. It's it's a strange thing.
2: But it's an interesting, um, you know, it's interesting to think that if you live by a farm, you you may not suffer from allergies. I think maybe you're just drinking milk straight from the cow's teat and (laughs) something.
1: I I actually, like, grew up doing that.
2: Did you? Straight from the cow's
1: teat? Straight from the cow's. You put your mouth over the teat? And the goat, well, not my mouth, but (laughs) but we would milk them. Oh like, yeah, like hand milk goats and stuff like that, and go yeah. like, get goes into a bucket, like make cheese out of that. Is yeah. that
2: where you found her? She was on Run Springer. <laughs> <laughs> and Springer. <laughs> and
1: you... I'm Portuguese. Like oh, okay. we're farmers. Like you, you get you wake up at six o'clock in the morning and you're milking the goats. Oh yeah, hand milking. Like Ooh. no suction cups. for are hand milking. Dahlia, and you're drinking that.
0: You're gonna be upset about this. Um, uh oh! If you love collecting those tiny bottles of shampoo oh, and traveling, yeah. your glory days may soon screech to a halt. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that hundreds of hotels owned by the largest hospitality companies in the world are swapping mini-shampoo and conditioner bottles for larger bottles attached to the bathroom wall. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: we, we saw that.
0: Yeah, I've seen that, too. In
1: our recent travels.
0: Hotels are citing environmental as well as practical reasons for ditching the itsy-bitsy bottles. One reason is many families are looking for more toiletries in the room to allow all to properly wash their hair. But there is a downside. Many people donate the mini toiletries to the less fortunate, and critics of the move say not having them will make hotel experiences less enjoyable. I will. Think?
1: Well, I will say this. Well, no, I agree with them being more envir- environmentally friendly. But those little tiny bottles, when we were at Coachella that last time and we had like a, a bunch of people with us and they didn't bring shampoo and conditioner, guess right. what I had? Right. Mm-hmm. A crap load of little tiny bottles of shampoo and conditioner from all of our travels. I'm mm-hmm. Like here you guys go. You can be fresh and clean for and your they do come in hot in day.
2: So fresh and so clean clean.
0: <laughs> I love I like
2: that. I'm a i am I think
0: it's a smart move from it hotels. Is. And it's just a waste issue, an environmental thing, too. I think it's like, you know, all those little bottles that probably don't get recycled properly at all. Yeah. And they just end up in a landfill. Yes. Tons of them. And they go through them so fast. I mean, you squeeze out one thing and the thing's empty. Oh, yeah. And, it, you know, it's like a one-use it's a thing. one-time use. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I like the idea of the ones that come in the packets. You know, that they're, they're like a little... Um, Foul degradable thing. Well, it's like a foil packet. Like something that like a, you would put peanuts in or something, right? Yeah. And it's a little one-time use thing. I think that's maybe better than uh, a, a big plastic bottle, you know. But yeah, for sure. I don't Well,
2: know. you know what they could do also is that they could offer them... But they could have hotel guests actually request them. And a lot of hotel guests like to be kind of sneaky about it and they don't want to have to confront right. like so mm-hmm. that would kind of dramatically reduce oh, the yeah, curve right there definitely. too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Alright. Well, uh that is it for the week, guys. As I was saying, uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for our episode of the Garage Rock Show on the Bear 1057. Nothing but new music off the rock and alternative specialty charts. Stream it online anytime, 1057 thebearcom And of course you can always check out our podcast every Friday. At the GarageRockShow.com. Thank you guys for joining me in the studio once again.
1: You're welcome. 42. Christopher.
0: All right. We will see you guys next week. 42. Thank you for listening <laughs> to the Garage Rock Fake Show man. podcast. <laughs> <laughs>